You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome to the Aston Villa Facebook page from Birmingham Live. My name is Matt Davis, filling in for Dan Rowlinson this week, and we are joined by our Villa correspondent, Ash Priest. Ash, hello, how are you? Yeah, all good, mate. Yeah, fine. The pubs are opening, the, the barbers are opening. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. The world, the world's a better place. <laughs> Not hint at your hair, Matt, but yes, <laughs> No, no offence taken. I think that I shall be. As soon as I've done this, I'm going to use my lunch hour to see if I can sneak in at the barbers. Um, like so I live very near one. I live near a pub than a barbers, but I'm going to go for the barbers first, I think. That's like what it's it. come to. How are you reflecting on the weekend, Ash? I think you were saying Villa fans are still a bit uh, annoyed at the kind of the way the Liverpool game ended. Has your view of that game changed at all now? It's, it's softened a little bit. It was a bit sore on the way back. Um, Given the manner of it, getting the noses in ahead, and they had a really good two-on-one situation with Barkley and Ramsey that could have wrapped it up. And then Liverpool got the other end and score. Um, yes, tough one to take considering Liverpool were there to be got at. Um, but looking back back at it now, we're going to a place like that and should have come out with something. It shows progress for me. Okay, it was a defeat in the end, but there's, there's promise. I know supporters weren't too happy with the manner of the display, but. Watkins got his 12th of the season. Miller's defence was all right. It's just the final third of the pitch. Um, struggling a little bit. And Liverpool's defence was shaky from the, from the off. I think McGinn charged down one ball after 30 seconds and Liverpool's cab back didn't want to know. So I thought, missed opportunity. I thought Keenan Davies perhaps could have come on and roughed them up a bit. So yeah, um, what what could have been performance to be fair. But like I said in my, in my debrief, I was there last summer. And looking ahead now, Villa will look at to be in the same division as them. So it's been progress this season. Let, let, let's not make no mistake about that. But yeah, eight games left. We'll, 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 we'll see where Villa end up, eh? Um, Jason Kerr hits on one of our talking points that we were going to bring up. What's the news on Trezeguet? Some troubling reports from Egypt. What, what can you tell people? Yeah, the club, um, I'm not 100% sure on what, what the issue is yet. It is knee, but reports in Egypt are suggesting he's done his ACL, which is massive concern, if indeed that, that is the case. We've seen with the ACL injuries of Tom Eaton. He was out for nine months and Wesley even longer. Wesley, 15 months now, is it, going on? So, yeah, distressing distressing news, to be honest. Um, Trezeguet left the pitch in tears. He was devastated. But he carried on, didn't he, which is quite, quite um, strange, really. He carried on for about a couple of minutes before he eventually come off. But he was a challenge by Trent Alexander-Arnold that did it in the, when Trezeguet perhaps should have gone down. He'd done his knee, felt a bit discomfort and came off in tears. So, yeah, I think his season's probably over now based on the based on the reports. But we'll soon see. I mean, Villa, Villa will come to light in that. But options, Smith's disposal now to, to change it up perhaps with, with Trezeguet out. So, yeah, um, I'm wishing him a speedy recovery. So we'll see where we go. But there's options there for Smith for sure. Yeah, I mean, tell us about those options. How, how do you see him, you know, changing things to cover for Trezeguet's absence? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Obviously, the most obvious one's Anwar Al Ghazi, who's been been a bit off form of late. Um, he come on, on on the weekend as well. Didn't really light it up, to be fair. So he's the most natural replacement, I guess. Jack Grealish is still out for a couple of weeks, so he's not available. So I'd love to see a couple of the young young, young lads step up. Um, I mean, Aaron Ramsey, for instance, he's, he's just one player, Premier League player, uh, Premier League two player of, the, player of the month. So, but like I say, in terms of the winger options, you've got Jaden Philogene Bedoyce. He made the bench against Wolves previously last month. He's a winger on form for the 23s. 
Louis Barry's another one. He's played. He played on the right hand side against Wolves the other week, um, and he, he looked really well. He's dangerous. He, Thirteen goals in his last sixteen, I think. So he could play anywhere across the front three, and then you could shift it up. You could have Keenan Davis up there uh, alongside Watkins, or you could put Watkins out on the right hand side. So plenty of options. Even a player you know well, Matt, Matty Cash, he could play high up as a right winger and drop Almo in or something like that. So I think eight, there's eight games left. I think there's, there's time for an experiment. So I think the European dreams appear dashed now. Villa in 11th. Um, so what you do, you have a look at your options. You try, try and shift things up a little bit and make it interesting and test things for next season. I don't know, but there's plenty of points still to play for, but I love to see some 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 more unorthodox options um, for supporters to look at. So there's plenty there. I think betting the young players in can't be a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I watched more of Matty Cash as a right winger covering Forest than as a as a right back, and he you know he could definitely do yeah. it. Whether you want to take him away from right back is a different question. There's lots of questions coming in, so I'll just rattle through them all. Ash, yeah, yeah. two on the same. Um, theme here about how many players coming in. Jason DeFreitas asked about how much can be spent and how many do you see coming in. Uh, Villa have spent a lot of money in the last two years to kind of move the needle towards where they want to be. Do you see that happening again this summer? I do, yeah, because you've got players like Jack Grealish who want to play European football. John McGinn's mentioned it in his, in his in our interview. European football, Edry Contact, European football. It's the buzzword at the moment. They want to get there. They're not going to get there this season, I don't think. So they'll be all hands on deck to make, make that possible next season and gate crash them European spots. Cause so the owners want it as well. So I mean, this is a big summer um, coming up. I asked Smith that very question. Will, will Villa spend big? He, he said, no, not really. We'll, we'll make, if there's a good value deal to be got, they'll be there. But I think Villa will, will buy quality over quantity again. I think three, four, possibly even five new, new boys will come in. Just to bolster that squad. I made, I made a big point of that at the weekend, given Liverpool's options from the bench. They brought on Mane. Shakiri and Tiago, not bad. Um, Villa Villa's Villa bench was pretty mediocre. They had two centre-halves, two full-backs, two youngsters. Alone, who's struggling for form at the moment, Barkley and Algarzi. So, Villa squad depth isn't there for me, for them to be challenging for the European places. So, they've been punching up above the weight um, this season. It's been a big rise, don't forget, 17th to 10th. Well, 11th now, but step, stepping up massively there. So, so yeah, I think, Villa squad will be strengthened even further next season. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And um, he's, he's needed, Matt, for sure, given the owner's ambitions. Um, I imagine you've talked to death about this player, but I don't normally do these, so I'm going to ask you about um, Ross Barkley. I mean, Tom Thompson saying, why not send him back? I don't think they can actually do that contractually, but maybe do you kind of abandon the Barkley experiment and look at your own young players? Or do you give Barkley another chance? Because, you know, fortunes can turn quickly in the Premier League. Two or three good games and suddenly, you know, he's back in England contention, the way things were. Where do you stand on Barkley at the moment? Yeah, I don't want to boot a goal when he's down, to be honest with you. I don't want to give him too much stick because he's struggling for form at the moment. He's was, he was clearly evident at Anfield when he, he, he took ages to, to take a shot or to, do, to make a decision where usually Barkley's speed of thought is his best asset. So he's struggling for confidence at the moment. So, yeah, it's not looking good for him, to be honest with you, Matt. Um, he probably heads back to Chelsea. I think Chelsea want, would want to demand a big fee. They're not going to get one. So I think he'll go back to Chelsea and then he'll probably look, look for another move. I can't see Villa Villa, Villa action in that on, on his form since the turn of the year. So, listen, his injuries, his injuries 
got the better of him in the end. He really curved his form. And um, he hasn't really kicked on. So, yeah, another what could have been signing. I don't think Villa fans will see him in the flesh in a, in a Villa shirt um, ever, given the pandemic. So, a shame, really, because obviously the boots, the, the lad's got magic in his boots, as we've seen first half of this season. But I think he'll head back. I think Villa needs to blood their own. Do you know what I mean? And I think Jacob Ramsey's the epitome of that. So I think they're going to go with JJ ahead of Barkley to develop even more. So, yeah, it's a sorry state of affairs, really. But I'm hoping he comes on strong. But he hasn't, he hasn't given um, the evidence to do that. There's an interesting one from David Alford here about West Ham's wingers, Ben Rama and Bowen, an area where improvement's seen. I mean, they both came from the Championship. Villa spent pretty big on Triori and... Um, from listening, I listened to the podcast on Saturday and Triori seems to divide opinion very much. Do you think, has David got a, a point there about quality out wide for Villa? We look at them Ben Rama and Boeing deals. I think it's 36 million. I think 20 million for Ben Rama, 16 for Boeing. I could be wrong. I have to look that up. It's near enough 30 million quid there. Yeah. Villa's wingers, Trezor Gang's 8 million pound. Don't forget, um, nowhere near that, that, that money. And Triori, yeah, 17 million rolls into 19 million. Bit, bit of a big deal, to be honest. But it's his first season, don't forget. He's shown flashes of brilliance, but lacked that consistency, which sort of wingers do. Of the, positions, of the positions on the pitch, it's the wingers who struggle for consistent, consistency. Byron, Jack Grealish, of course. But, but yeah, it's an interesting point, really. Ben Rama and Bowen, Lingard's coming to, to the fore as well at West Ham. It's, a, it's an interesting comparison to make, but I think that's an area Villa will strengthen in the summer. Wingers, I think Al Ghazi struggled, struggled for consistent quality. He had that good month over the festive period, but fizzled out since. Trezeguet the same. Trezeguet's only scored two this season. They came in the same game last week. So, it's an area Villa will strengthen in the summer. Um, you, you could put, put Jack Grealish back into his number 10 position, perhaps, and, and bolster the the flank. So, that's a position for me that that, that needs strength in big time, Matt. Yeah. Um, there's an interesting one from Stephen... Swaffer here. I mean, obviously, Ollie Watkins had a great season. Keenan Davis is an interesting player who has a lot to prove, but he made a good impact off the bench the other week. Would you consider two up front to kind of uh, try and jumpstart the form with Grealish out, or is that just not not in Dean Smith's DNA? That's a great point you make there, jumpstarting the form with Grealish out. That's exactly what Villa need to do. Um, going 4 4 2 could just could, could be that, you know what I mean? Um, I've spoken to fans over the weekend just being out and about and they said why are you going to talk top why are you going to talk top especially against Liverpool as well because their def- defensive priorities were there to be to be seen so I'd love to see that he did it against um, Fulham and it worked really well don't forget Villa came on strong like, like 15 minutes and pressed them um, and strangled Fulham into submission and there you go they got the, they got the rewards for that I think it's something that they should be trying Dean Smith was out, asked about that a couple of weeks ago uh, with Wesley coming back to we go two up top because, yeah, listen, I'm not scared to do that. Um, where he's dropping as a number 10, but we haven't, we haven't seen it from the start as such. So it's something to, to look at for the for the remaining eight games and something to try. I think you make a great point there, jump-starting the form because something's needed, isn't it? I think they've won, won five of the last 16 games, so not good reading. So it's a, it could be just be the remedy, Matt, yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd love to see that, especially giving opposition teams something to think about. How damaging do you think it could be if the season does peter out and they lose five of the final eight games, say, and finish 15th? Because, obviously, you want to sign players for next season. You want to have a, something to sell the club on, don't you? They need, is it, how important is it they finish this season strongly? 
Yeah, yeah, I think you make a good point there. Given the start of the season, they had won four on the bounce, so right up there. And yeah, turn of the year, they've lost eight of the last 16. Just hasn't happened. That COVID outbreak um, really did affect them. 14 case COVID outbreak, bottom of the shut. And it's been a bit of a slippery slope ever since, to be honest. But they need to finish the season in, in some bit of, bit of decent form. Um, but yeah, regarding the attracting players, I think. Not not too much of an issue. They're still still building around a good squad. They've, they've signed up the likes of Conson out to long term deals. Grealish, McGinn, Mings, Martinez has shown he's what he's all about. Matty Cash the same. Matt Target the same. There's, there's plenty of success stories for this season regarding the Villa's finish. But yeah, but it would just be a shame for the supporters to see slide see the decline um, over the next eight games. But I think the building towards next season now. I guess it's been a a good jump since last season, and yeah, just building on them. Hopefully, get some momentum before before pre season starts, and they go again, get some good boys in, and um, they really have a good tilt at the European place in next season. So it would be a shame, Matt. Yeah, um, but I think Villa are at the stage now where it's quite kind of comfy, and they're not used to that, are they? Over the last few seasons, they got promoted. It was nip and tuck last season, survived by a single point. Everyone a bit tetchy. But now it's it's. Um, Cigar out, you know what I mean? It's chilling out time. It's it's mid table, mid mediocrity. But would, I think Villa supporters would agree with me that they'd have snapped your hand off for that um, start of this season. So yes, European football missing out and the form since has been disappointing. But overall, the bigger picture, I think it's a good one. There's plenty of success stories there. It's a good side to build around. Watkins is, is more than more than stepped up to the plate. So it'll be even better next season as will the lads who join. So all points to a positive next season for me. So hopefully they get some momentum from from now until, until the end of the season. You talk about exciting times next season. I mean, the buzz around young players is big at Villa, but specifically Louis Barry. Um, Danny Barker asked about, will we see him next season or loaned out? A lot of players get loaned out. Don't they? You go all the way back to like David Beckham going to Preston and stuff like that. Do you think Villa would benefit from going down that route with Louis Barry to the Championship, probably? Um, I wouldn't say Championship, you know. Um, I'd probably say European team. I think, I think that's the way it suits. I think it got in the Dutch League or the Belgian League or something exciting. I think Chelsea, that yeah, youngsters, they send them out to the European Leagues. That could be an option for Louis Barry. Played in Europe um, previously before for Barcelona. So, yeah, I'm right behind his talents. I've seen most weeks for the 23s and um, just scores for fun. Just banging in the goals. So, in terms of next season, I think he'll be in around the first team in pre-season. These people have a look at him, see what he's got. I think they want to beef him up a little bit more. Um, still, still got to mature a little bit in, in terms of his build. But 17-year-old kid, really went all out to get him from Barcelona. And um, an exciting talent, make no, make no mistake about it. He's one of the most natural finishers at the football club. Um, just look at his goal he took against Liverpool. And he's been scoring ever since. So... In terms of his next season prospects, I think they should be ramped up. He's, he's played with a lot his teammates before with the likes of Jude Bellingham at England level. Jamal Masalo's at Bayern Munich. He's playing every week um, for Bayern. So another one, Ansu Fati at Barcelona. He's playing every week. These are players who, who, who Louis Barry's teammates and he was excelling beyond them. So I think his first team prospects will step up over pre-season. I think Villa will have a look at it before the window closes and... I think a low move could suit him. I don't think the championship, though, for some reason. I just think a European league where you can just knuckle down and get some starts away from all the limelight and, yeah, perhaps go go to Holland or something like that. That, that could work. But, yeah, definitely an option for, for, for Smith and Villa to look at 
over the course of pre-season for sure. Yeah, you raise an interesting point there about the Bundesliga or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So many young players go and do well, well there yeah. at the moment. Um, a few people asking you about strikers. Um, Tom Thompson saying Odson Edward there, and then um, uh, Wayne here talking about Ivan Tony and Tammy Abraham. Do any of those names appeal to you, or did you, are you even thinking of a different name that could benefit Villa next season? I think it's Tammy, Tammy Abraham. I think he needs rescuing from Chelsea. He's not, not not wanted, to be honest with you. That's the brutal truth of it, Tom, Thomas Tuchel. He's not playing him at all and he needs to come back to a place where he's adored. So I think that, that deal makes sense, total sense to me. I think um, I think Smith, Perslow and Co will have a look at that, if that can be if that can happen. He's not getting a look in at Chelsea, so hopefully Villa's relations with Chelsea have been okay. With the, the Barkley deal went well um, initially, so... That's a conversation to had. As done, Edward. I haven't seen too much of him um, lie, um, up close and personal. So a lot of interest there. Arsenal, the latest to be linked with him. Villa have been linked with him continuously over the last two seasons. So I think he'll be a striker who's available at a big fee. Um, so yeah, three things have to align. That now that the player, the, the uh, selling club, and the agent. So. We'll see, but I think Tammy Abraham, that's a standout deal for me. I think if that can be done, I think Villa should snap their hands off. He's still young. He's still still got his prime to come into. He's Chelsea's top goal scorer and he ain't playing, so I'll get him in. Um, he's, he's mates with everyone there, isn't he? Jack Grealish, big buddies with McGinn. He's played there before. He's, he's loved there, so I think, I think that works well. Just a, it's a perfect match for me. Um, there's one here from Rob Walker saying that Villa should go for Lewis Dunk. It's interesting that fans don't seem 100% convinced by a guy who's in the England team at the moment yeah, and Conser's yeah. pushing for it. How, how do you kind of view Tyrone Mings where he is at the moment? He's, he's, it's an interesting situation he's in, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's a good topic for discussion. I think the lads on the Clarenbury podcast had a chat about him at the weekend. Um, but I, I, I really like Tyrone Mings. Okay, he has a couple of ricks of lights, um, the one against Fulham and almost on Saturday where, where, where Mo Salah was slipped, slipped in. But listen, he's Villa's leader. I've seen him week in, week out inside the empty stadiums. He, he gets Villa over the line single-handedly at times. Without without Mings, I think he's the, he's the pillar. He's the, he's, the, he's the strength. He's the support for them all. They all look to Mings to, to see it out. And he's, I think his performance at Fulham last week um, where he forced that, that equaliser, make, making amends. That, that just says everything about him. So, listen, he ain't going anywhere. I think... I think Villa supporters are right to demand a bit more competition in in there to keep the likes of Mings on his toes and on his A game. Where at the moment, I think Mings thinks I'm starting every week, regardless, and probably um, that a little bit of um, inconsistency creeps into his game in that respect. So a centre back could be on the option on, on the on the on, in the summer. Bjorn Engels hasn't played for a whole year now, and he could depart. I think Courtney Horse will stick around, but. But yeah, I think I think Mings is here to stay. I really like him. I think he, he needs to improve certain aspects of his game. So they look to do that. But yeah, England international, rightly so. We just need to iron out them little mistakes. Otherwise, he's been he's been pretty solid all season for me. So yeah, it's not an issue to be fair, Matt. So I think Villa will bolster their, their, their attack in terms of um, their priorities this summer. Villa's defence, fourteen clean sheets, not too shabby, mate. You you talk about what Mings does at games when you are watching. Um... In empty grounds, is that one thing you've noticed from kind of pandemic football that sometimes you might see a player slightly differently in terms of the way a manager communicates with him? And it's certainly different to watching it on TV, isn't it? When you're actually in a ground, you can see maybe a bit of movement from a player that 
the fan on TV might not might not notice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like the glue that gels everything together. Mings. Um, he just he just demands more and more from his team teammates. He tells McGinn, "Not good enough. We're getting exploited in here, John. Come on, help us out here." Um, so yeah, he's he's, got, he's managing the game on the field for, for, for the lads. So I noticed that really interesting watching him. Um, he's part of the little senior setup they've got there as well. You know, he's Matt Target, John McGinn, Tyro Mings, Jack Grealish. They're the senior lads in the setup who have a big influence in the dressing room. So, yeah, little quirks, you see. Um, Dean Smith arrived at Anfield with Jacob Ramsey on Saturday and the pair of them had about five or ten minutes together on the, on the pitch on their own. And I think Dean Smith is, is nurturing him. Um, he spoke after him afterwards. We asked about Villa's bench and he said, listen, JJ, we believe in him. So, there's talent there. So, yeah, little, you pick up little quirks inside the empty stadiums and, and see who's around and, and the bench and you know, people warming up and people's reactions. So, yeah, you, you do pick up a little bit. But, but yeah, okay, Mings make, makes mistakes. But, listen, he, he, he's such an influential figure. He's been a, a bedrock of success for the for Villa's season defensively. So, you can't, you can't, you can't deny that. Um, we'll be here for another five or ten minutes. I do get any questions in for Ash before we disappear. One here from Keith Merch. Um it's probably an inevitable topic of conversation for the summer. Jack Grealish and the Manchester yeah, yeah. clubs. Uh, does current form kind of tempt Jack to go away? I mean, you know, one of the reasons for current form is Jack isn't playing. But is that exactly. a, a worry for you? No, not a worry for me at all. Um, I think he's going to stay for another season at least. I think Villa needs to kick on and show them the they want to kick on. Hence why he made, he made that statement back in September where he said. He had a FaceTime with Nassif Soares and said, I believe in the project that we've got going here. And hopefully that project kicks into gear next season and they have a really good go at the gate crash in the top six, seven. Um, that, that's, that's, what, that's what they want. And so, similar situation at Tottenham with Harry Kane. If they don't qualify with the Champions League, he's, he's probably going to go. So Villa, Villa need to kick on to show Grealish the main business and for him to stay. I think that, that he stays regardless this summer. Um, I think he'll. Fingers crossed, he lights up the Euros and he, he kicks on big time for next season. So, so yeah, I think he'll be here next season. I think he'll want to stay injury-free this time around and um, just be even better and get, get more goals and assists and prove his worth once more. And I think nothing more than Jack wants than to leave Villa out into Europe. Do you know what I mean? So, I think he, that, that's his aim now. Um, so, he want to test himself against them. So, we'll have this conversation next summer, Matt. We'll, we'll see where Villa are at. Uh, we'll probably have this conversation every week, I think. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> true. Um, a question about the Villa Park and stadium developments. There's some talk of the plans to improve it. What can you tell people about that? Yeah, it was, um, the first time the Villa revealed that they're going to actually expand. So that was pretty pretty uh, interesting when they released account, uh, accounts last week. So, yeah, um, I spoke to some guys Anfield because they've had the main stand um, completely redeveloped. I think they've doubled the size. They've gone from forty two thousand to fifty four thousand uh, attendance. So they've really bolstered that, and that was just one stand. So I, I can see Villa doing what Liverpool have done, perhaps with the North Stand. Like a lot of people have said, that's the the, the obvious the obvious upgrade that, 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 that based on Villa parking. That's where Villa will go. There's, there's ample room at the back of the car park. Whereas if you look at the Doug Ellis, I think that's fine. It's on the roadway. I don't think there's any any need to expand that. So, yeah, I think all points at the North Stand being redeveloped. Um, perhaps there's talk of filling in the corners. We'll see. But I think, was it 40, 42,000 now? I think they want 
add another 10,000 onto that. I think tickets will be like gold dust. Build it and they will come. He's a famous old saying, and given the Villa's form this season, I think the supporters are chomping at the bit to get in there and, and see the likes of Jack Grealish and how he's been this season. They haven't seen what Ollie Watkins in the flesh yet. It's crazy to think that. And so, yeah, I think build it and they will come, Matt. And I think that, that'll be ramped up given Villa's safe this season. I think they'll, they'll look at getting the plans in over the summer um, and, yeah, putting a plan, plan in place. The fear of dreams. That's what Villa Park is. There ah. you go. Um, let's revisit Louis Barry quickly before we go. Um, Dave Clawley asking, should he actually be in the team now and, you know, forget a loan deal? Um, we don't know, do we? Because we haven't seen him. We've seen him against Liverpool's defence in the FA Cup. He give Nat Phillips the run around to score. Um, did really well. He impressed Smith in terms of his physical stats. He wore that vet, the vest the footballers do and Smith made a point of his physical stats in that. So he's doing everything. He's, he's, he's incredible talent. I think they should have a look at him in some of the pre-season friendlies. But before then, going back to that question, I think chuck him in, get him on the bench, get, get him in, in and around it. As the, as the season peters out, give him the odd half an hour. I think he'll, he's a Villa fan through and through as well. And he'll want to run into the brick wall for you. So great talent. Um, Christian Burke personally spoke glowingly of him. Um, hence why the, when all had to get him from Barcelona big big deal it was academy signing marquee academy signing so I'm raving about him because of his goals record he's, he's scoring for fun um, 13 goals in 16 could be even more I have to double check that but listen he's a goal scorer one of the most natural there and give him a chance or bury one but I think he's an option to have he can play all across the front three and um, listen I'd, I'd, I'd have a look at him in the last couple of couple of fixtures, for sure, mate. I think he's, he's good enough. You're old enough, you're good enough, and we'll soon see. He's, he's worth a crack anyway. One last one before we let you go. We haven't t- um, broached on. About goalkeepers, um, Tom Heaton's future is an interesting one. I think he means Darren Randolph there, Wayne. I'm not sure. But the, the question around backup goalkeepers next season is going to be interesting because you've got to get someone who's good enough but is also going to be willing to sit on the bench. Do, do we see a, a change in the number two department there? I was I was totally staggered to learn that he had only signed a two-year deal, Matt. I, I, no, no, I didn't even realise before, but it only came to fruition last week when I asked Smith about Almo and Neil Taylor's contracts dwindling and he said, Tom Eaton's in the same bracket, his, his deal's expiring. So, unreal, really. £8 million deal and he had only signed a two-year. So, incredible. Regarding back to the question, I think um, I think Heaton needs to move on. I don't think he's going to get in. He's, gonna, he's not going to get in. I think he turns he turns thirty five this week. Um, firmly behind Emmy Martinez now. Emmy Martinez is number one from for many years, hopefully. And for Heaton, I think he's got he's still got England prospects. You know, Qatar twenty twenty two. I think you'll he, want to be amongst that squad as as, a, as an experienced option. And I think he needs to play play football. So I can see him moving on. To be honest, if you've got wrenching, to be honest, because Heaton's so well liked at Bonnie it's I mean, he's so well liked. Such a big character. He's always willing the lads on. He's such a, such a great bloke. So, yeah, there'll be a bit of a hole there when he when he goes heating. But for his um for his prospects, I think he needs to leave. Villa want him to stay. I think Villa will offer him a new contract. But he, he don't want to be sitting on the bench. He's good enough to be starting every week. So, I think he moves on. Um, looking at it, um, options Villa have. Jed Steer. I watched him last week for the under twenty threes. Incredible. Nine out of ten for me. He's unreal. So. He's, he's, show, he's showing what he's all about. I think he's a, an astute backup option. Um, elsewhere, Kalinic, his contract's still there. So he's at Hadrick Split at the moment. I, I see that being 
being made permanent. So, so yeah, you leave uh, Villa pretty way for thin, to be fair. Martinez, Stia, and perhaps one of the youngest lad, young lads, I think, as a Finnish keeper in um, on loan at Air United, who's just returned from an injury. He was good, Sini Salo. I liked him. But I think, yeah, goalkeeper option would be a bad show. Don't think Villa want to go down that avenue, but they might have to if, if he decides to, to play first team football. So interesting one. Yeah, I've just seen Wayne Judd there, Aaron Wayne Ramsdale, um, which you mentioned there. But this time, I think Villa, Villa were looking at him last summer. Big money moves to Sheffield United, wasn't he? 18, 20 million. And they've got Martinez now, and yeah, the rest is history. So I think I think Jed Steer perhaps steps up and uh, one of the under 23s if Neil Cutler thinks they're good enough. But we don't want Heaton to stay. I can't see it happening. And I think it'd be Martinez, number one, and perhaps a new backup, Matt, yeah. Aaron Ramsdale's a bit different to Darren Ramsden, Wayne, but <laughs> <laughs> he confused me there. Right, let's give you one last quick question sure. before we let you go, because it's an interesting one from Webb here about oh, uh, Buendia, Harry Wilson, I guess that is, Rico Henry, Cantwell, Owen here is talking about Deli Ali. I mean, how much Villa, money have Villa got here? There's a lot of good players, aren't there? <laughs> any of those catch your eye and any of those realistic? I'd love that Emmy Buendia. I'd love that to happen. But Norwich are promoted. They ain't going to sell the star asset, are they? And I think Dean Smith's a big, big admirer of Buendia. I think Villa have had, had talks before about getting him, but I haven't managed to get the deal done. Count Mile the same. I think Norwich are going to keep the best players to have a good crack at staying up. Um, Ivan Tony you mentioned there. I think he'll start at Brentford. I think Villa have done it in the Brentford market. But perhaps Rico Henry, a left-back to give Matt Target some competition with Tyler departing. That could be one that happened. Um, Harry Wilson, you mentioned there as well. I can't see that happening, to be fair. But I think, yes. Villa know the championship market's a good market for them. Watkins, Matty Cash, I think great signings. But, but yeah, I can't see any of them happening, to be honest. Perhaps Rico Henry, the one that sticks out. Um, but other than that, I think, I think they'll, they'll look at Europe and scouting the market over there. Right, I think we'll leave it there. Um, Wayne's apologised. There's no need to apologise, Wayne. It was a good first question about Tom Heaton, so we appreciate that. And we appreciate everyone else who asked questions of Ash. Uh, Ash, thanks very much for your time as ever. Uh, yeah, look, look. There. Uh, we'll see everyone soon. Dan Rawlinson will be back in the chair next time. But uh, thanks very much for your patience with me. Have a good day, and we'll see everyone soon. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.